Pod Squad. Welcome back to another episode. We got episode 86 lined up for you guys this week, and it's a banger, as always. We're going to talk about the latest YouTube video upload that went up last week. We have a couple special guests on, a couple fellow small business owners. They run Homestand. If you know, you know. If you don't, you'll learn soon. And, of course, we'll get into our weekly cue of the day. This is the Pipe It Up podcast. Cue the intro. It's not just Jack and I today. Of course it's Jack and I. But we're also joined by Mr. Kamish, Kyle What's Schultz. Going on? Welcome I'm, back. I'm Welcome back, back, dude. I'm excited. I don't have no, I have no like urgent video to edit, so I'm chilling today. Happy to be on the pod with the boys. Kyle's just kind of a. What do you say your percentage rate is for the pod? You never really know he's gonna pop up. Every now and then he just he comes on. <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably give me a, like a under ten percent. Mm. I used to be on all the time. If you guys remember for the the recent pod listeners, I used to run this thing. This th- this pod has gone through phases. It has definitely gone through many phases. Like shout out to everybody that's been through all of them. <laughs> but it started with like Drew and Ryan, then I took it over with my brother Daniel, and then me and Drew had it, and then eventually Tom was taking it over. But and even like Drew had it kind of in between there with like other random guests scattered yeah, in. So yeah, I'd say we're in like phase five or yeah. so. I I, I always enjoy being on, so appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, it's always a good time. Glad to have you here. Um, Kyle, we uh let's talk about that video that went up. The uh the ultimate in all capitals, the ultimate wiffle ball pitching tutorial. Yeah. Um, a fun video, for sure. Unfortunately, Jack was not here, joined um, to record that with us. But, nah, uh, yeah, we were really looking for Jack Slider to be in that video, but unfortunately, <laughs> he was out of yeah, town. Jack, what'd you call that last week? Your your duck hook? <laughs> yeah, my duck hook, straight into the straight into the dirt. Bro, that one, it'll be in a video someday. I'll teach you guys how to That thing it. is really lethal. Not that hard, we can't, but, we, can't yeah. get, we can't give our fans all the secrets. Like, are you kidding me? Right. That's got to stay right. in the vault. That might need to be an IG yeah. exclusive post. The <laughs> There's some, no, there's that's going on. That's there's going on Patreon. Yeah, we're putting that behind <laughs> a paywall. <laughs> hey, exclusively on Patreon. Hey, yep. sometimes Jack, I'm not gonna lie to you. I think you could maybe be an effective guy and coming out of the bullpen, like a one batter type guy. Go in there and yeah. get one out for me. Because when we were at uh, NWLA, I think it was. Yeah, I came in in relief and I hadn't thrown all weekend. I was not in shape to throw by any means, but we had. Like a bases loaded situation in a big game, and we had we had one out to get. So I came in, and I think I threw a couple serious pitches, and I was down in the count three one. So I was like around the zone, but not great with my my actual stuff. I mm-hmm. consecutive pitches back to back. I just lofted in an Ephus. The first pitch, he took it for a strike. Second one, swing and a miss. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. And if I could have threw Sometimes the duck, you got to pitch for contact. If I could have thrown your the, way. the it's duck hook, hard to hit a those were just straight Ephus. If I had the duck hook. Yeah, no shot. Yeah, no <laughs> one's touching the duck hook. No way. But so the duck hook was not in the video, but a lot of other pitches were featured in this video from all different pitchers. I think we had what yeah. eight MLW arms. We had eight pitchers. I was going to ask you. We've been like very involved with scheduling and coordinating this mm-hmm. event. So when you first saw the video, Tommy, what were your first thoughts? Because I'm very curious. We were talking all about the thumbnail and yep. how many clips and how many slow-mo clips should be in it. So mm-hmm. the final product, what did you think of it? I mean, I was definitely pleased, um, especially when you compare it to our like older... That was actually our third pitching tutorial we've ever uploaded. We had yeah. one filmed at Colts Field, one at the Meadows, and then this one. So just the professional venue, the professional setup, um, the intro was a step up, everyone just being in the high-quality footage, everyone was kind of uh, dressed appropriately in MLW gear. Yep. I don't know. I thought it was leaps and bounds above where it was previously. When me and you were like stressing the night of the upload the day before, I was kind of like, bro, this is like, 
we're we're stressed about the little things, but we're so far ahead of where it was. Oh my god! Yeah, the 2018 video had like Drew like running in on flip flops and like some random BYU <laughs> football T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the the professionalism of this one was just way higher than the two previous ones. And I you, loved did, it. Yeah, you guys discussed how we filmed it like super late at night on like a Sunday night, right? Yeah, that's Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, it's the only place we, the only time we could get it, and uh, we went right down to the wire. We went over like we said before, but yeah. I think probably my favorite part of the new video was I really liked the intro, like how we had just you isolated, yeah. everybody behind you, and you were talking and That's explaining. Cool. That was pretty cool. I thought, like, like me and my little squad behind me, yeah, it was, it was backing just, me it was, up. It was well thought out, as well as I liked the you know the ball tracks of all the pitches in slow motion. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Yeah. As well. I always wonder what's going on within your guys' minds because when I have my script ready, I already know what's going to be be rolling b-roll and what's gonna be like overlaid mm-hmm. so when i'm like rattling off my little script and i'm not even looking at the camera are you guys wondering like what is kyle doing right now i mean i'm not but i don't i don't maybe the other guys are but maybe. i know what's going on sometimes because sometimes i'll be like super into the camera and i'm like doing all these hand gestures and stuff and then sometimes i just look at my phone reading off a script like a second after that and they're probably like what is he doing but then they finally see the the thing come to fruition and they see like what is meant to be overlaid and what's not so i always wonder what's in yeah. your, what's in your mind when you see that you, you just got that vision, Kyle, but I thought the name of the video lived up to the hype. I think it was the ultimate pitching tutorial video. I think it was just so cool. Like, even from someone who plays in a league, a lot of the pitches, like, if you watch it on camera and watch the videos, they might seem like they're all the same pitch, but you really saw the variations yeah. of, like, mm-hmm. between, like, a super curve and a slider. Like, on, on camera, that might look the same, but really when you – listen to the guys actually break down how they throw it and like, you know, how they hold the ball. Like the, like Dan doing his knock drop. I just thought that was insane. Like, I don't, I still don't get how he even throws that, but mm-hmm. like, I thought that was the coolest part. Just the, the wide variation of, of all the different pitches and how each one is like, you know, there's a lot of them have similarities, but at the end of the day, like they're all different and being able to throw like a bunch of different pitches like that is, is going to make you hard, hard to, you know, hard pitcher to hit off of. Yeah, I think one takeaway, and I kind of already knew this, but this really solidified it, is like you said, a lot of the pitches are somewhat similar, but everyone has their own kind of variations, right? And we talk about mm-hmm. how the guys that have been in the league for a while are oftentimes seen a little bit better than the newer players just because they've been around longer. People know their arm slots. They know how it's going to move, where it's going to be. And just like, yeah, seeing guys like Dallas throw and Jimmy Slatter, I'm not as familiar with those pitches and Chris's super curve, stuff like that. I feel like literally one of the most valuable assets in this league is having a solid rookie arm on your team. I agree. Because nobody's seen him before. Even if his variation of pitches is just slightly different, it's so hard to adjust. And Tommy, that's not a new thing in MLW. No, it's not. You think back to 2011, Chad Renzi with that drop ball, it was (laughs) lethal. We thought we we were never going to get a hit again in this league. And then, you know, a year went by and, you know, two years went by and it was kind of just like a a casual pitch we always see. And everybody would kind of like develop it too. Um, But I mean, throughout the years, yeah, when guys come into this league, they have some crazy pitch. That's not a new thing. And I hope that um keeps happening with all these draft picks that come into the league like you never know some 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 15 year old could keep coming into this league some super unique pitch that nobody's ever seen and i think that's one of the most interesting things about i don't know our league well that was like yeah i mean yes dallas's yeah. little banana ball what does he call it sidearm yeah. slurve it's gross <laughs> it's so gross but like looking back at the pitch we're like oh my gosh dallas that's insane like yes it's gross but it's not like mind-blowingly disgusting but we've never seen it before it was when I first right. saw it. Exactly, so we've never seen yeah, that. We, yeah, yeah. We'd never seen that. Pitch I'd before. never seen that. But yeah, you just broke it out in like some the game three or something where it was like a meaningless game, and it was like the craziest pitch we've seen all year. So that was awesome. Go ahead, Jack. 
I was just, no, I, I, you just love to see the change and like, you know, pitchers throwing new stuff. Really the possibilities are endless. Everyone's got a different body type. Everyone's got a different throwing motion. Like you saw in the video, there's so many different ways to hold the ball. There's so many different ways to flick your wrist, you know, different arm slots. Like uh, I'm sure there's, you know, if we're having this conversation five years from now, we're going to be talking about completely different pitches. You know, it's You're not just going right. to be the slider and the drop ball. It's going to be these weird pitches we never even thought were even possible. So. The duck hook. The duck hook will be in there too. Yeah. A time I will say before we move on, uh, we wanted Ryan Cratch and Jonah Heath to be in this video as well. Um, Ryan was out of town. Jonah couldn't make it back. But the, the idea was to have Ryan's knuckleball and Jonah's kind of lefty curve mm -hmm. hook because that's a really unique pitch, and he's our best lefty arm yeah. Yeah, in the league. All so, righties. All righties. Uh, yeah, I wanted to make sure, would have been cool to have a lefty in there. Right. Yeah. I wanted to make sure I had that for our, our pod listeners that were kind of asking where Ryan was. or um, yeah, Jonah even had a couple comments. So the plan was to have both those guys in the video, but obviously things happen, so you just kind of have to work with what you got. Got to roll with the punches, right? Yeah, right. We weren't dealt pocket aces. We were dealt a good hand, though. We were dealt, we were dealt king-queen suited, <laughs> so it was, it was a decent hand. But, um, yeah, overall, great video. Like I said, leaps and bounds um, ahead of where we were a few years back when we made that type of video. I did make a bold prediction in the Instagram comments. I said first video to two mil. I mean, could you see it happening? What do you think, Kyle? I could see it happening. I, th I think, um, well, I mean, that's a bold claim, first of all. It's I, bold. It's bold. I'm it's, a bold guy. It's bold, but it's, doing, it's already doing well, and it's in, like, our most downtime of the entire year, February, where we have really nothing going on. So um, I can only imagine what it's going to what's gonna do during the season when people want to learn how to throw whiffle balls the way we do. I think it's already almost doubled up the video pod that you spent hours editing, Tommy, so if that makes you uh, we knew that was going to be low. prediction. I know, but I, but that was a good video. It was. And this one, this one's already blowing it out of the water. So we know this one's gonna be. Hey, you this gotta, one's gonna get a lot of views. I would. Yeah. We we knew that was gonna happen, and we still did it. And I'm very happy we did because the people that yeah. watched that entirely mm -hmm. through were very happy that we did that. So Jack, that video pod Absolutely. is gonna age like a fine wine. Let me tell you, <laughs> we're just gonna see that thing just. It's not one of those videos to have a big spike one week and a big spike a couple months later. It's a video that's just in cruise control. It's sitting in the yep. right lane at 65 <laughs> miles steady. per hour. She's steady. People that want to go fast are getting upset. They're beeping, saying, get this guy off the freeway. But nope, we're in the right lane, going five under. Happy. Happy as a clam. Couldn't <laughs> be any better. But yeah, overall, great video, a banger. And we got a couple more good videos in store for you guys, as we talked about before. Kyle, do you want to talk about the uh, upcoming video at all? I already think I kind of teased what it's going to um, be. Not yet. Not yet. No. Stay tuned. Post IG post coming soon. Yeah, we'll release like the IG post. Okay, that'll okay. be at the announcement. Okay, good stuff. Good stuff. Stay tuned. Stay tuned as always. We always got something up our sleeve. We're like a good magician. We're never quite over. Always a couple extra tricks. But let's get into the next little segment we have planned for today. Um, as I mentioned, we have a couple special guests with us today. So I am pleased to introduce Pete and Ty Rodriguez, and they are the owners of Homestand, which if you guys don't know is a wiffle ball strike zone production company. Uh, we actually partnered with Homestand in 2020, and they became our official strike zone of MLW. Together, we currently sell two products, the official Deluxe MLW Strike Zone and the MLW Replica In-Ground Strike Zone. So without further ado, Pete and Ty, thanks for joining us on the Pipe It Up podcast. Thank you, Tommy, Jack, and Kyle for having us. We're super excited of this opportunity. Nice to meet you guys. Yeah, What's nice up, to meet guys? you guys. Well. How you guys doing? Good. We're great. Awesome. You're in sunny South Florida. That's oh. right. I'm so Ooh. jealous. We're all jealous. 
Yeah, trust me. I don't. I mean, I'm I'm pleased to have you guys on here, but I try to avoid as many conversations as possible in the wintertime with people that are living in warm climates because it just frustrates me. <laughs> it frustrates me so much. But glad to have you on nonetheless. And um, let's just jump right into it. Um, as I've mentioned, we've been working with you guys since 2020, but I really want to go back to the beginning with your company. Um, as you know, we also run a small business and are trying to build up from the ground up. So um, I guess this one's kind of directed towards Pete. Um, what is your background? My background, well, born and raised in Miami. Okay. Um, played baseball majority of my life. I uh, got an opportunity to play college ball in two years also in the, in the minor league organizations with, uh, with the Mets. We are a baseball family. Uh, my brother-in-law was my high school coach, and fast forward 30 years later, he's now coaching this guy at <laughs> wow. a pretty renowned school called Doral Academy down here in Doral, Florida, near Miami. Um, and it's uh, my background from a from a, a traditional job. I've been in the event marketing world for 20 years, uh, so everything from event production, execution, you name it. So. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's it's been uh, a spiral. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. I can't imagine the steps that came in between then and now. But um, a couple of more follow-up questions there with your background. When did so baseball's been in the family? It sounds like for at least a couple generations. When did the wiffle ball come into the equation for you? Well, wiffle ball has always been sprinkled. I mean, ever since I mean, ever since Tyler, Olivia, and our twin nephews, because they're around the same age, started. Uh, but it started in 2019. Leading up to the Christmas, my wife was having a hard time figuring out how many gifts to get the kids. Uh, and she recalled Tyler watching a lot of videos on YouTube, yeah, on, on I watching, Instagram. I was watching their videos. Yeah. <laughs> oh, respect. <laughs> first, uh, the first time I got a football, I watched your, um, that your uh, throwing tutorial. Oh, oh really? Wow. Yeah, there you go. Full circle Speak moment. Of which, yeah, we just filmed the new one. But we ended up, my, his uncle and I ended up making one, making a homestand. We were trying to figure out, looking at obviously a lot of videos that of people that put out there. So we were trying to find something that's efficient and cool design. And then he had just, uh, Nick Henson, who's uh, with Iconic Design, had just developed. He's very well known on in the, in the players, uh, not only marketing side and, and branding, but also doing a lot of the player logos. Okay. So we had just recently done Tyler's player logo just to have it as part of his, uh, his bio. And, uh, we made it and then uh, we started playing we gave it to him during christmas and then fast forward three months later the pandemic hits um my job from a professional standpoint goes to like events is like absolute obsolete mm-hmm. so a lot of time spent with the family which was great because it allowed us to get spend time together but every afternoon after training ty and i will go outside and just play wiffle ball and then it was just one afternoon where he's like hey dad what about just making some of these and selling them and i'm like you know what that's that's a great idea you know, uh, this will be your company, but I'll support it. But I mean, lo and behold, I mean, we thought, okay, between all the friends we know, the, the local community of baseball, uh, and that's how it started. And but to date, I mean, we were banking on a lot of local and friends and like relationships around baseball. I mean, I can count in two hands how many local orders we've gotten to date. Mm-hmm. When you talk about compared to our, you know, we're like at 750 plus, we're at Insane. everything is out of the market. It's uh, It's been... It's been a fun ride. And then it's, uh, you know, to be able to spend time, more time with him. We have mom and, and our daughter are in charge of so started with social media and the shipping department. And Tyler and I just work on, you know, doing the cutting, you know, cutting, painting and getting them assembled. It's mm-hmm. awesome. That's awesome. It sounds like it's, it's cool to hear stories like that, because obviously the pandemic affected people 
in a lot of different ways, but to hear some success really come out of that, you know, that's, that's always awesome to hear. So it sounds like you guys kind of got the ball rolling there in 2020 and you said, um, you know, you were kind of banking on some local people being your customers, but who was really that, like that first customer where you were like, Oh, this is, this is cool. This is a big deal that we got them. The first customer was, I'm pretty sure Lefty Swag Bats. Ah, yep. oh. we have good relations with them. They're yeah. a sponsor of MLW. Uh, good guy, Jeff. Yeah, so we did initially, I would say we, we did some investments in, in being selective in strategy of giving out a certain amount of units. Yep. Some of our training are his, uh, hitting academies around the area. Uh, we also send one to left Jeff Kurt out there at Lefty Swag Bats, yep. uh, Prospect Dugout, and then also uh, Nick's son, up and coming influencer, baller, uh, Coop. Coop Henson as well. So That's right. that helped get the Instagram going, but sales were pretty low. I mean, for the first three, four months until we just started having dialogue and, and fast forward in July, I was just doing a lot of research. We were doing a lot of research on what leagues were out there and we wanted to make, we just didn't want to pick one league, you know, we want, or any league, we wanted to start with the best and then see how, how our luck travels there. So, um, here we are now. Oh yeah. It's impressive, especially because, you know, this is a very, you know, it's still, it's still a very much a niche wiffle ball community, but it seems like you guys are doing a really good job of, you know, meeting the right people, forming the right relationships to really get the product out there. And I feel like the majority of the wiffle ball community and beyond are pretty familiar with your product now. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, you talked about how you two are kind of on the front lines there in the, in the production standpoint. So what's the actual process like of, of making one of these strike zones that we sell to our fans and consumers of MLW? I mean, it comes down first quality by none you know you you have your pipes you have your fittings but then it's the quality paint that you use we have a kind of secret sauce uh recipe that we use to prep things to get painted just to kind of longevity wise and absorb and really hold so that it avoids any 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 uh any uh, flakes or any chipping mm -hmm. uh, and then our metal i would say probably the metal because you see so many things out there from just uh people using boards wood so luckily enough, we found a, a local shop here that helped us put uh, do, use their CNC routers on metal and kind of cut it out for us, the metal sheets that we use on our units. And then obviously we add the borders of choice and then allows for customization from all different types of paint colors that customers can use. And then you have the option to add the logo where we do a ver uh, we, we do provide two options on the logo, whether it's a, a full wrap, depending on how your color, your logo is designed with you know, the background colors or whatnot. But uh, or else we do like a vinyl die cut. But the main thing we add is like a laminate. Uh, we add a floor laminate to it so that it avoids it, it. It procures the longevity of the decal so that scuffing or chipping doesn't happen on that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you mentioned quality right away. And that was the first thing I noticed when I had that product in hand is just how nice the quality was. And I was like, yeah, let's let's run with this partnership. I love I love the product. Um, and I want to kind of extend that question, too, because. I think a lot of our listeners are interested in kind of the small business side of MLW and other people out there as well. And it's always cool to hear, you know, a small business story and where it started and where it's going. So you mentioned how you have your, your secret sauce and every chef should have their secret sauce and they should never give it away. But I want to know what went into getting that quote unquote secret sauce. Did you do personal research on your own? Did you already have a background in this? Did you seek out consultants or what, what actually went into that? I did some research. I did some consulting with fabricators, especially painters, okay. uh, on what works best on on plastic, uh, you know, uh, substrate. But uh, I would say a combination of 
you know, good consultation with key people and then a lot of research. Okay. Nice. Well, I mean, the product speaks for itself. I've, I've seen a lot of different strike zones. We started with a, with a, a tarp basically as the, as the back thing. Right. And then we, you know, moved to some metal. I, I built one myself when I first started playing wiffle ball and nothing I've seen really is up to the quality that you guys make. And it obviously shows with all the research you've done. But I, I, I want to, because you guys now, you know, you, you both are involved with this, but who's, whose idea really was it with the name of the company Homestand? Like, where did that come from? And like, what was the, what was the idea behind that? Well, it, it started, uh, I mean, at first we wanted to implement the word with and somehow, right? Yeah. With and a zone. But then, you know, we thought it was going to be, we want to be careful as well with trademarks that are out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then we opened it up to uh, Ty's friend uh, and like, what one of the what, what was one of the names it, like, it was down the pipe i mean think about <laughs> one of the high the the high uh recommendation was down the pipe but i like which it makes sense you're using pipe you're throwing it down the pipe on the mm-hmm. strike zone but, but I sound kind of messed up. It, 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 wasn't, uh, it wasn't in corporate america in terms of like you know a brand that you can really build and expand upon but um, of course and then right after that we when we were kind of a dead at a, at a dead end we we just uh referred to the good old baseball glossary and we just started going down different words. And then all of a sudden when we hit the word homestand, it just made sense. It's a Mm -hmm. game you play at home. It's a stand that you use as a strike zone. And it just, it was, it was, it was a winner right there. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. The irony too kind of is this is the whole the whole business really came to fruition when you guys were stuck at home like in in lockdown and probably playing some wiffle ball because you didn't have much else to do. So I think that's also a cool part of it. Yeah, and it was uh, again. I it, the main gist of this opportunity was to teach him and my daughter. You know how it's the, you guys. You know you guys started at a young age with with MLW. So I wanted to do something where wherever you have an opportunity to learn something, especially business, entrepreneurship, or or and learn how to give back as well. That's what I want to get them involved in an early stage of that because I wish I would have had that back then. But my goal is to make that you know. The, this generation better than mine as I, mm-hmm. as we leave our legacy behind. No, that's Absolutely. clear. It's a, you know, starting a business up is a serious commitment and there's, you know, risk involved. There's also the time aspect of it and how valuable your time is. So, uh, Ty, you should be very appreciative of all that work. And, um, I'm curious for you. Yeah. Do you, where does your deepest passion lie in this company? Is it the entrepreneurship side? Is it the kind of baseball integration side and wiffle ball? Is it working with your dad? Or what do you think is your favorite part of, of working at Homestand and for Homestand? I'll say, I'll say like my favorite part about Homestand is probably like working with my dad and also like seeing like, for example, the first day or the first post that you guys did for, for like saying our new official strike zone. Mm-hmm. I, I, I scrolled through the comments for like hours. It, it, it was dope. <laughs> that's really cool that's, that's really awesome cool. so like I, I just like hearing people like saying well that like super cool or like yeah everything. that's awesome yeah we appreciate the support and it sounds like you've been supporting for quite some time now um i wanted to ask the both of you i guess so you mentioned yeah. how you did your research it sounds like you were already familiar with our league and our following um but how did the actual partnership come to about explain to our listeners well we we kicked we kicked off we kicked off yeah we kicked off uh sales in june 2020 um i want to say and i was going back through like all all of our messages uh from way back 
in July, I did just an outreach. Hey, you know, we're a family-owned business. We do custom custom home stands or strike zones for the sport. And then I, I think within a day, uh, you guys, MLW, responded back saying, hey, love your product. Uh, we'll definitely love to, once the season you know downsizes a bit, we'll love to see something down the road around holiday season. Mm-hmm. And then... I was, I was just blown back and I was I ran, ran and just told Ty the opportunity. Yeah. And then Kyle hits me back with saying, like, how does, how, how long would it take you to build 30 units? And I'm looking at time, like 30 units. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, I'm like, you know what? I did the quick calculation. I'm like two weeks, we'll have it re- done and ready for you. Uh, so that's how it started. And then um, the next step was we built one for, you know, themed MLW and we mm-hmm. shipped it out. You guys tested it and then gave it, you know, the good uh, stamp of approval. And at that moment, uh, I think it was September was when we kind of inked the one year partnership as mm-hmm. the official strike zone of the league. And the rest has been great. Yeah. Um, you talked about how, yeah, I mean, you may have been a bit overwhelmed at first with the demand for the product and how many units you were cranking out, especially if it was just kind of a home operation. So I wanted to ask you real quick on your uh, thoughts on the uh, on the holiday seasons. How is that oh, in the house? <laughs> if you can just, summarize and put it into words. For the audio listeners, you could just see Pete laughing right now when Tommy raised when Tommy raised that question. Oh my God! <laughs> holiday season 2020 was. I mean, every friend, family member, cousins, great cousins. I mean, we all all hands. Yeah, like during um during uh, because like we had Zoom obviously because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Every single like 15 minute break in between classes, I will go over to the house and maybe cut like seven pipes. Wow. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's how busy we were. Dude, that's dedication. That is crazy. It was good 12, 14, 16 hour days at time. Um, I know. So we managed to get it done. And then, you know, fast forward to 2021, I mean, we were a little bit more organized. It got to a point where, you know, we had trademarks, we have our patent pending and stuff like that, but it got to a point where I'm talking to my wife and I'm like, and Tyler, I'm like, we need to decide whether it, this is, you know, this, as far as we've taken it or we're going all in and I need to get a mass fabricate, you know, mass mm-hmm. production going. So we were able to lock that in last September and help this Christmas holiday season and moving forward, getting things more expedited. Cause at the end of the day, you know, it's not only the homestand name is the MLW name that we want to protect and services, everything. I mean, right. if, if that's first impression on product and service is your 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 badge, your respect, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely, absolutely right. Me and Kyle always talk about how important that is, and all it takes is one bad impression to the wrong person, and you can put your whole business sideways. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's good advice for anybody trying to get their trying to protect their name and reputation. Hey, I, I just want to say to you, I remember that conversation when we first reached out to each other in 2020. Um, I think I, I think I responded so quick to you guys because I was going to reach out to you guys in the first place um, because I, I saw your strikes on just popping up out of nowhere and like up to this point there really hasn't been a good you know consistent strikes on manu- strikes on manufacturer that is you know sustained multiple years of business so when I saw that pop up I was so happy and yeah we we got the partnership going that fall and uh, yeah the rest is history we we've had a great two years now and I think we just locked in a new deal so. Yeah, Homestand's a great partner of MLW, one of its best, I must say. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Awesome. You guys have made you guys have made leaps and bounds already, you know, in, in the young stages of this of this business life. But 
what's what's really next for homestand are there any goals any any uh milestones that you guys have set that you want to reach in the near future yeah there's a lot we're trying to do i tell about the box well yeah we can mention that a little bit one thing one, one thing we did was uh we have a few things jack to, just to to answer that question we just launched a, a plexiglass option instead of so replacing the metal doing a plexi especially seeing everybody on social media trying to get that great shot of the pitch coming in and the curve and, and the movement it has yep. having that as kind of the forefront of the catcher's eye or umpire's eye uh, we thought that will be that will be an avenue that can do well in the sport and help 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 the help the game as a whole mm -hmm. uh, secondly you know kyle's sitting on right now uh, a prototype that we're working on to help ground better or stabilize the the in-ground option that we have that's the MLW, mlw option so that's something we'll probably look to release sometime this year uh then also in terms of we we also we want to bring the game and, and work with with mlw bringing the game to different outlets like talking about like getting at where Tata was going with parks, uh, in, intramurals at colleges, right? That you have kickball, you have mm -hmm. flag football. Cooperstown. Cooperstown. Yep. We've had conversations <laughs> with Cooperstown already. Corporate I events, mean, business there. events, everything. Yeah. yeah. He's, he was there at Cooperstown in 2000, what, 18 and such a good time. While they were, while they weren't playing, they were playing wiffle ball in the, out on the lawn. So mm -hmm. we're working with them on seeing how we can get some in-grounds there for them. That would be so insane. That they can, Take advantage of that. Like we're that also, that open field by the barracks where they're all playing wiffle ball. I can just tell you right now, yeah. that would be perfect. A perfect destination to have like four MLW strikes and just set up. Oh, my God. Exactly. Awesome. Go ahead, Ty. Well, you're going to say something? Yeah. Yeah. Then we're also looking into like merch. And yep. like, for example, like sometimes like whenever like I'm bored in class or there's like a sub and you can't use your phone. Yep. <laughs> we've, all, we've all been there, right? Working, yeah. on, working on merch designs. There you go. <laughs> Sound like me. I like I like go on a binder and, and I like draw different designs. Like right now I'm That's thinking awesome. of like maybe like a big bubble head and then me like like this with like a homestand. Oh, that is so cool. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. <laughs> That's awesome. No, it sounds but, like me. I'd always be sketching like I still I did it like two years ago too in college when I'm like way too be old to be doing this, but like future MLW stadium mock-ups, like the blueprints, like what it would look like. And I just think that's awesome. One thing to build off what Ty was mentioning in terms of merch, I mean, we're a family-owned business. We all have, you know, my wife and I have a career, we have real jobs. I mean, so it got is it got to a point where we needed reinforcement uh in terms of you know social media. That's something that we're good at but not great at. Uh, so we leverage, we partnered up recently with, uh, Nick Hinson, who is the owner of iconic design and he's the father mm -hmm. of Hinson very well in the industry, both baseball and the wiffle ball. Like it kind of merges well together. I mean, talking about what he's done with baseball lifestyle, supporting them, uh, plate crate, and then other like bombats as well. So he has taken over kind of the design of, of the merch that we will be bringing out sometime this year, maybe in the summer. But also more more so on the social side. I mean, one of his comments was like, "I love your page, but it looks very like it very it looks very much like an Amazon page. I need <laughs> we need to get some flair into that." Mm -hmm. So that's been probably one of the biggest jumps that we've had this year, thus far, is just improving on the social side. We figure, you know, dabbling a little bit on every you know a little bit here, a little bit there, and getting better each each year. That's that's the goal for us. And as long as we can help support the league and and help Kyle and the rest of the team, you know, take the game to a different level, whatever that may be, whether it's being at a college world series or a little league world series, like having that type of 
of showman and then yeah, like, um, even like uh like footage with like the clear through one yeah mm-hmm. i mean kyle and i have also talked about like looking at american cornhole league on how, what they've done right mm-hmm. something so simple that started in tailgate and now it's on espn and soon to be i would imagine a olympic sport right so how can we help you guys as as partners and collaborate on taking the game to the next level so you mentioned in your last answer about how you had to, you know, hire some outside help and how you and the family was, you know, under a lot of distress, especially during the holidays, trying to get everything done. Um, so to other people who are starting a business that kind of feel like they're like reaching their, you know, their breaking point or they can't function like they used to because they're just so burnt out. I know Kyle, have, Kyle and I have been there plenty of times. Do you have like any advice of things that helped you kind of get through that or anything to touch on on that subject? I would just say drive. I mean, in terms of the what ifs, like mm-hmm. w- the one thing I tell Tyler all of, all the time is you don't want to have any regrets. Like you don't want to have, you know, 10 years down the line, like, man, that idea we talked about, we could have done take action. I mean, anything that you, there's p- plenty of resources out there that you can search for, for feedback or advice. I would just say like, like Steve Harvey says, take the jump, right? Like take mm-hmm. the jump and take right. the initiative and make it happen. I mean, you have plenty of time in a day to make things, some, especially something that you love, to make time for. And we love this. Couldn't agree more. Hey, Pete and Ty, I got one last question for you. What were you guys' sure. reaction when I told you that the Strike Zone would be on TBS and we'd be filming with all those guys and your Strike Zone would be right in the forefront of all of that? What, what was your guys' reaction to seeing that? Um, I think the first time that I heard, that I heard, um, what, what, on TBS. what was it? Oh, I had a... Um, like my mom never lets me have like Mountain Dew or like an energy drink. <laughs> so I I had an energy drink. It was actually a Bob Ross energy drink. Oh, <laughs> Bob Ross! Hilarious. It was, Stay up and it, watch it. I got I got it like like a week ago because I, I just found it funny. Yeah. So I drank that on purpose to try to like stay up mm-hmm. <laughs> respect that is awesome game, right because it was a late show yeah, right yeah. it was post game show that's that's awesome man that's amazing i would say i mean it was a dream come true somebody that you know played as tried to make baseball as far as his career could be and to have our product that we grew up as a family and partnering up with you guys and having that appear on on the set of tvs was a dream so mm-hmm. especially to look reflect a year and a half ago where we were at you know working out of our garage doing putting together the first unit exactly that is crazy that's awesome all right well thank you so much pete and ty for joining this episode i really enjoyed uh getting to know the both of you it was a pleasure to interview you and um i look forward to our future relationship both uh strike zone related topics and just getting to know you guys more and more likewise thank you for the opportunity have a great evening guys appreciate it see you guys thank you so much bye guys yeah, he'll win. What's the cue of the day? Well, you're about to hear the cue right. of the day. I don't, I don't want to go first. I don't want to go first. Jack, they don't even know the cue of the day yet. They haven't even heard the intro music yet. <laughs> it's time for the cue of the day. If you guys didn't realize that already, play the music. Cue. Cue. Of the day. Okay, today's cue of the day. I don't even know who today's cue of the day is from. I found it and I liked it. So I'll give you a shout out at the end while I filter through the DMs here. But... Today's cue of the day is, who are our dream guests to have on the Pipe It Up podcast? Jack, do you want to take it away here? Oh, sure. I'll start. Why not? Why not? Why not? Um, So, I don't know. I spent a decent amount of time thinking about this. And 
I didn't want it to be too basic because you the, the word dream is in there, right? It could be anyone possible to have on a podcast. Um, so, you know, obviously, football, sport, we're athletes here. I was thinking athletes would be cool. But at the same time, what we're doing on this podcast here, what we're doing, you know, as a group is is trying to, to grow a business, right, at the end of the day and create a good product for people to enjoy. So one person I thought would be pretty cool to have on the Pipe It Up podcast would be Shaquille O'Neal. Wow, he's I actually a, thought of that name a, too. What? He was obviously a phenomenal athlete, oh, he's but a he mogul. Was, he's also a really good businessman. Yes, and he's, he's a done, mogul. He's done a lot of really, you know, he's made a lot of money in business and investing in growing brands. And he's overall just a super nice guy. And I think he'd be, you know, really interesting to talk to and fun to interview. And honestly, you probably think what us as a small business would have, a, a, you know, more in common than we think with him just because he's he's done that with a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one person I thought of. It's a good answer. And then another person I thought of just because I was trying to think baseball related, even though, you know, candidly, I'm not like the biggest baseball fan compared to, you know, as you guys are. Mm-hmm. Um, but one guy who I've seen and I like, you know, he, he did play on the Tigers, but he's, uh, he's, he's not there anymore. But Max Scherzer, I think would just be a very interesting interview because the um, one, he, one, he throws some of the nastiest pitches I've ever seen on a baseball. Um, and two, he's just, like almost like a borderline psychopath when he's out there on the field. Uh So I'd like to see what he would be like in a setting like this, in a podcast setting, just for me to be able to pick his brain, you know, as a, as a baseball player, just as an athlete and, and as a person too. So those are some people that I thought of would be fun to have on this podcast. Yeah. Those are two good answers. Um, let me, let me comment on the Shaq one. First of all, you are correct. Shaq is a very business savvy guy. He has not stopped on the business side of things since his basketball career has ended. Um, ring doorbell. You guys all know what that is. Shaq is yep. big time in ring doorbell. I think he's also in Papa John's. He's been in Reebok. He's been in a couple different things. But um, anyway, but the reason I disagree with you for that answer is this: we've talked about on this podcast before about people we want to have dinner with and stuff like that, and I've answered before. Yep. But my mind has changed because um, I feel like there's already a lot of information out there about Shaq. Like there's already, he's already been on podcasts. He's already talked a lot about his career. So who I would want to have one-on-one time with and to have people on here to spread information to you is people that aren't seen quite as often in the same spotlight. You know what I mean? Does that make yeah, sense, absolutely. Jack? Yeah, so for sure. So for that reason, I of course, I would love to have Shaq on the podcast. Shaq, you're welcome anytime. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't put him as my dream guest for that reason. Um, I agree that like I think, like I said, but with the homestand um, with Pete and Ty, um, I think our listeners enjoy the business side of things. They're obviously some of the biggest MLW fans, and they they like they like our journey. They've enjoyed the process. But I, and this one, I wouldn't say this guest I'm going to mention is not in that category. But he is in the sports category. He is in that baseball category, and he is someone who I view as as a bit of a mystery. I think he is outspoken. He may even have a book. I'm not sure. But I personally have not seen the information about him. I haven't heard his entire story from start to finish. What's true and what's not true. And that is uh, Billy Bean. Ooh. Moneyball. If you've seen Moneyball, he was the former GM of the Oakland A's. He's still, I think, in the A's front office, but he's no longer the GM. But anyway, I would love to just pick his brain about 
not too much the movie, but a little bit of true, untrue of the movie. And just like, I want to know, I want to hear about like just his emotions of what it's like to take a risk of that level on that in front of, on the world's biggest stage, Major League Baseball, taking a risk like that and having it actually Mm -hmm. pay off in that win streak and just like what he was going on between his family, his friends, emotionally, all that kind of stuff interests me so much. Because like I said, I haven't heard him personally speak on that kind of stuff. So I would love to pick his brain in that category. So that that was the first person that I thought of. Kyle, you got one? I got two. All okay. right. So mine are more about like the business of MLW and okay. who we could relate to really and have some hard hitting questions that they may have faced when we when they were in like our position. Mm-hmm. So the first one that comes to mind is Corey Cotton. Or, oh yeah, or, like, I should have known you'd say that. Yeah, Corey Cotton or like Tyler Tony. And if you guys don't know, those are the guys from Dude Perfect, at least two of them. Um, they were kind of in Thought a similar they were kind of in a similar situation. So they had Dude Perfect going when they were seniors in high school, it was like when they or, sorry, seniors in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when they was really popping off and they kind of had this, this thing where it's like, do they want to go all in or put it behind them and get real jobs? Um, and the, he wrote a book about it. Corey did called mm-hmm. go big and it was really inspiring to read that. Yeah, no, I, I read it like three years ago and it was really cool. It kind of took, took you through the ins and outs of their journey to, you know, building a, a brand and a business around this YouTube channel that was popping off. And, um, yeah, it's called go big for a reason. They put all the resources into, into it. I think Garrett like quit like his architectural career, mm-hmm. And all five of them just went in and it paid off. So I would love to ask all those guys about like kind of that time in their lives and how they navigated it and I don't know, kind of apply that to our situation. Yeah, and that's that, a great answer. Yeah, I think I thought that was really good. I thought about them too. I thought about them too. And I don't. I didn't actually know their names for the record. I was just gonna say, dude, perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a great answer. I think yeah, Corey. I think at the very beginning he was more of like the business guy. Um, mm-hmm. everybody, everybody else was like, you know, Tyler's the main guy on camera. He's always doing the speaking parts. But I think in the early stages of Dude Perfect, I'm pretty sure Corey was the main main mm-hmm. guy behind the works. Big respect. I love people who put in the work but aren't like the forefront yeah. of like the imagery type situation. So big ups to Corey Cotton if we ever speak. We will speak one day, I'm sure. And, and then real quick for my second one, I'll say Gary Vaynerchuk. Like as corny as you may think he is, I think he's a really good <laughs> businessman. He's no, really he inspirational, motivational. So just getting, just picking his mind and seeing what he thinks about our league and the advice he'd give to us, I would really love. I watch all his interviews too. So Yeah, once w- again, there's a lot of, we. I know we have specific questions to our business that we need to ask him or we'd love to ask him, but yeah. there is a lot of information out there he's he's got no filter he'll share his thoughts on what he thinks you know people ask him questions daily he's on so many different podcasts interviews he hosts his own events so there's a lot of gary v information out there but i i love that lineup of guests imagine, i knew kyle was gonna say that imagine if, we those, <laughs> imagine if we had Shaq, billy bean dude perfect and gary v back to back yeah. to back to what back. a lineup i'm oh, also, I'm also trying to think of like a baseball personality right now it could be an announcer could be a player that would really love mlw i'm trying to fit i'm trying to put a finger on who that would be um, but i'm not sure i was thinking like like chris rose maybe well he already knows about us he, i know but <laughs> i mean he we probably get him on the pod eventually. i was thinking like a guy like bob costas or vin scully like oh. what, like what would they think of a major league wiffle ball t- type league yeah. do they understand it i'm talking i'm thinking like old school baseball like i'm I, that'd be kind of a cool interview yeah, I would like to talk to Joe Buck. Joe Buck, that was one of the ones Joe on my Buck. phone. Yeah, that would be. I was thinking movie. announcers too. I was thinking announcers. I want to sit in a green room with Joe Buck, and I know people have their opinions about Joe Buck. Let's be honest, guys. He is a like solid announcer. Buck. He's a solid announcer. He's done all the biggest games in baseball for years. I would like I to sit with him and solid. hear my calls and tell him. I want him to critique me. And yeah. me and Kyle. That'd be, that'd be a fun little. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be like a cool Patreon. Thing oh my god, that'd be so good. That'd be so cool. 
But overall, I love the I love the list, guys. Um, send us a DM or comment on our post on Instagram. We are piping up MLW, and let us know who you would love to hear on the Pipe It Up podcast. I don't think some of those we mentioned are very far-fetched, like Shaq and maybe Gary Vee, but I think some of the other ones are, are possible, are very possible. Yeah, you never know when Dude Perfect's winded down, they were tired, you never know. Corey could come on the pod. Yeah, you never really know. <laughs> so um, I love it. I love it, guys. Dream big, dream big. Shout-out to Jake White for the cue of the day, by the way. But uh, that's a wrap, boys. I promised a banger. I'd say I delivered. I, I'm like the five-star chef who brought out the food, and the expectations were so high. And you're like, wow, this yep. guy, really, he really Dang. is a five-star chef. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we did it. Great episode. Thanks, Kyle, for joining us this week. I'm piping up. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure being on it. Jack, big salute. Hey, as always, happy to be here. Kyle, <laughs> it's been an honor. Thanks for joining us, Kamish. <laughs> did you bring a vocab word for us, or did you forget Oh, I did bring one. Oh, let's go. One. We got oh, a word of the week. Bonus <laughs> word of the week. You guys thought Found it was over. Right, let's not. go. This is, where the, not over. this is where the listeners close the app. <laughs> no way. It's not over. <laughs> no nope, way. You're not going got, anywhere. Spotify has just been swiped up on 90% got, of phones. I got specifics. <laughs> <laughs> I got specific DMs and comments saying I liked the word of the week. Did you? Yes. All, right. All right, what's the word? Oh, what's, that's good. What's this week's right. word? Okay, so the word here is ephemeral. Ephemeral. E-P-H-E-M-E-R-A-L. That sounds like, a ele- that sounds like an element or something, or like a gas. Ephemeral. I have no idea I'll what that I'll give you a hint. It's not on the periodic table. It, all right. Is it a noun? Let's ephemeral. Hear, let's hear it in a sentence. It's an adjective. It no, it's an, ad- it's an adjective. These, I think these are all adjectives, but... Good, good. Um, Wait, words. We should guess before we get the description. Well, I don't know what okay, here, here's, means. Here's a good one. Harry. That's this, my this, guess. This, <laughs> this could give you a good hint. In comparison to the billions of years that the universe has existed, the life of each living thing seems ephemeral. Seems like... I don't want to say irrelevant, but... What do you think? Like, yeah, in perspective, like, not as meaningful or, like... Yeah, me- meaningless? Not at, not quite. That seems read, read, the, read the first part again. very meaningful, Read the Jack. first part again. I'll, I'll read the sentence again. In comparison to the billions of years that the universe has existed, the life of each living thing seems ephemeral. Yeah, like, pointless. Insignificant. Insignificant. Uh, kind of. Okay. It's short, short-lived or fleeting. So short it's, like... Lived. See, I don't pops even. Up I don't, and it, I don't oh, even yeah. last long. Fleeting means it like it pops up I, and it dies. I don't dies even down. use the word fleeting. Yeah. I don't even use that word. Ephemeral. So let me start with using fleeting in my day to day. Then I'll skip. Then I'll step up to whatever the Andy, heck you just. Said. Hey, let's put it. Ephemeral. Let's apply to MLW. Andy Duran's time with the Eagles was ephemeral. It popped <laughs> yes. up and it died down. Yes. Yes. That should be you guys' task Absolutely. every week: is to incorporate the word into some MLW situation. Oh, man, I like that. Not See, that well now read. we're just building. We're improving. <laughs> Just, that is just, so good. That's just, so smart. Leveling just, up as a human being. We're, just we're leveling building. up. We just we were here last week and now we're there. What was uh, last week's word? I'll try to apply it. If you can remember. We had a few. We had, too we many had a words, few. Tommy? Uh, let me I, ask don't Tommy. look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> Come on. I can remember at least two of them. Oh god, I actually might not know any of them. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> this is embarrassing. <laughs> I literally don't think I know any of them. I still remember ubiquitous oh, was the word I gave you. God, I don't even remember what they meant. Guys, I'm embarrassed I'm, I'm, right now. I'm literally I'm gonna embarrassed. Say I'm, I'm going to say them, and you're going to Give be me the first one, and maybe that will be enough to get me the next two. All right, the first one started with a C. Oh, gosh. One was like M something. One was like an IM word. 
Yep, I yep, Edward. that was one of them. That was one of them. See, oh, the first one capricious, was... capricious. Is that a word? There you go. Capricious? There you go. That was it. Capricious that was it. Do you remember means, what it means? Uh, oh, I don't know if I do know what it means. <laughs> I think <laughs> this, this segment is, a, is going this is a too terrible long. performance. <laughs> okay, what's the next word? I don't know what capricious uh, means. The next one was affable. Affable means I, I'm an affable guy. I figure what that means like yes. kind, well mannered. Is that what it meant? Yeah, like that. easily, easily approachable, warmly, yeah, I'm friendly. Very affable guy. That's all I need to know. I don't even know what it means, but I'm just I know I'm yeah, affable. The capricious means unpredictable. Ah man, fickle. Yeah. And then the last one was impudence. Impudence. So you got the that I one means right, uh, that means audacious, right? Yeah, offensive boldness. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, guys, I scored about a twenty-five percent on that exam. Yeah. A big that would fat be a fail red F with a circle around it. <laughs> Maybe I'll have better luck next week. <laughs> with you what's the, the word? Wait, what's the word? That's where you get the C me on the top right what's corner even by the, the new word? I don't even know what it is. E- ephemeral. I ephemeral. think I'm saying that right. Yeah. I mean, they don't give you a pronunciation. Ephemeral. Oh, ephemeral. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna try to use fleet. I'll just stick with fleeting. Fleeting is like yeah. a step up for me in my day-to-day yeah. vocab. So I'll just go with that. But Thanks, Jack. That added some a little extra sugar and spice to the end of our uh, our podcast. So, thanks You're for tuning welcome. in, ladies and gentlemen. It's been an honor. This is uh, your host, Tommy Coughlin, signing off. We'll see you next week.